Hi there, my name's Jane Anderson and this is the Jane Anderson Brand You Show. It's the podcast for experts who want to have greater impact, influence and income for their businesses and careers. As experts, we know that people buy from people and work with people who they know, who they like and who they trust. So I'm so glad you're here because it's that time again now to really amplify how you show up in the world. Hi there and welcome to the Jane Anderson Show. I'm so grateful that you are here and we're going to be talking all about how to have courage in a crisis. So this is part of a very special series that I've just put together during this time in COVID-19 and to try and uh, to help people to get through the pressure of a pandemic. Um, so today I have a very, very special guest and I let me introduce you. So our very special guest is a resilience expert. He helps people sell more in tough markets and to achieve more in high-pressure environments by bouncing back from pressures and setbacks. He has helped uh, hundreds of companies such as Coles Meyer, um, Maurice Blackburn Lawyers, Toyota, Smartline, St George, MLC, uh, and so he teaches them how they can learn how to bounce back so that they can achieve or out-achieve, I should say, their competition. Um, he is the author of this book, uh, Pressure Proof, How to Thrive in Disruption, Change and Pressure. Please welcome our very special guest, Michael Leichenblatt. Yay! Oh, thank you, Jane. Thank you. <laughs> Too kind. I'm doing the virtual crowd and the virtual <laughs> presentation. You're coming I'm on stage. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> it's a new program, you know, that I may have to sell as part of COVID-19. It's my, um, I might do start doing introductions for podcasts <laughs> for people. <laughs> oh, you do it well. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Um, Michael, first of all, thank you so much for making the time to to jump on I know at this time you are busier than ever and everybody wants a piece of you at the moment because of your expertise so really super grateful to have you um uh Michael a little bit on for those who are wondering a little bit about Michael Michael and I met a few years ago we were both uh, part of a program called Thought Leaders Business School and it was wonderful to see Michael and his work and hear about his work. And and I um, got a copy, I purchased a copy of his um, book, which I want to talk a little bit about. Um, and I'm sure Michael will tell us a bit more, uh, this book, Pressure Proof. Pressure Proof. And I bought it back in 2015, partly because I was, you know, going, oh, my God, growing your business is really tough. Um, and But during COVID-19, for those who are listening, you'll have listened to some of the other episodes and podcasts I've brought on people whose books I've, and experts who I know, and whose books I've pulled off my own bookshelf to say, okay, I need to re- go back to some of this expertise and the people in our community and pull out their expertise because the context we're in at the moment is different. But the thinking is similar. So I really wanted to have Michael on uh, to, and he kindly agreed to come in and share his expertise. Uh, and reading his book again off my shelf reminded me I needed to reach out and ask to say, can you come on and talk to us? What do we do? So, um, <laughs> so Michael, thank you for jumping on. Can you um, tell us a bit about uh, obviously your your practice and your business and your area of expertise and who you help? and And then of course, you know, in this context of this 
time we're in what are what are you um you know what are you working on and uh and how are you helping people with that well jack your introduction was spot on it was very eloquent in essence the work that i do is about how you bounce back in tough competitive markets how you thrive in high pressure environments Ultimately, what always had fascinated me was the strength of the human spirit, the way that people handle obstacles and challenges, setbacks, why some people rise to the occasion and others sink and don't. Mm. So I, I spent a bit of time going through my study through psychology and through other natural therapies, understanding how psychology and physiology affected performance. And mm. the work that I do now is I, I apply those principles of, of resilience to business, to leadership, and to just general performance and how we respond in high-pressure environments. So uh, that's sort of the, the crux of the work. A lot of it is in the area of, of sales and business development and how we handle rejections and setbacks, particularly the psychology mm -hmm. behind what creates activity, mm -hmm. but also what helps us to step forward, to, to lean in when things are tough as opposed to lean out what's going to be that element that allows your brain to kick in and do something that's counterintuitive to run towards the fire rather than away yeah. from it. Um, yes. And that aspect of resilience is has fascinated me. So I've, I've taken a study of that and implemented that in terms of business and education and leadership. Right. Wow. And it really is such, uh, you know, at the moment, I, I think for any business owner or any leader, for those people who are listening, because we have a mix of people who have their own practices as thought leaders or experts in their space and consultants, and then we have leaders in organisations. So we said overall, if you're a change agent, if you like, um, or a change maker, then this is kind of your space. But so I'm thinking about the challenges that those two groups of people have. So if you're an expert in your space, they're generally, there's kind of two, I don't know if you find this, two or three groups. There's those people who have just started their practice possibly, you know, maybe in the last 12 months or so. Then there's those people who have had some momentum and being sort of growing. And then there's those who have had them for some time and fairly well established. Um, my first question for, say, that across that spectrum, so for those, depending on where you are in your journey of having practice does that um vary like the the environment of each of those things um i guess does that have an impact on how you cope with with pressure or does it are you predisposed to a certain way of dealing with pressure regardless of where you are in your journey excellent, excellent question i think look experience always helps if you've been mm. there and done it before if you've been in the trenches before when things are tough um, mm -hmm. When you're back there again, it's not unfamiliar. It's sort of mm -hmm. like in martial arts when you're fighting. Um, you can hit pads and hit the bag, but the pads in the bag don't hit back. So when you fight with someone, you get hit. It's a whole different world and it can actually stun right. you. Where if you've been in boxing, if you've been hit a few times, you go, no, no, I'm familiar with that. It, it, I don't like it, but I'm not, it's not going to throw my game off. So yes. for those that have been okay. in practice for a while, that have gone through ebbs and flows, different to the ebbs and flows we're going through now, but they've been through ebbs mm. and flows. They're familiar with being through a tough time, so it's not going to so freak like them GFC out. like GFC or something and, you know, they've probably correct. been seeing those times. Okay. Yeah, correct. Where those who are, first of all, new in their practice, new in their business, and they're trying to find their feet and then all of a sudden the rug gets thrown from underneath them, there are so many different things that are happening. Uh, and so many different pressures, that can be quite overwhelming. But 
Mm-hmm. Generally, if I can actually, so they're the two differences you'd find, you know, a bit of experience. But what mm-hmm. is happening across the board is that the nature of pressure has significantly changed. Because the landscape has changed, the mm-hmm. nature of pressure has changed. Previously, okay. a lot of the, the work that I would be doing would be around the problems would be there's too much to do, there's not enough time, I'm under-resourced, mm. I, I, I don't know how to find more clients, it's not my thing, there's, it was an activity issue. How do I manage capacity? Yeah. How do I manage activity? What's right. happening now is that the, the, with COVID virus kicking in, that's not the, pro, the core challenge. What it is now is uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen. I, right. I, I want to be busy, but it's kind of like I'm, I'm balancing on one leg because I'm now dealing with uncertainty. I'm now dealing with I had predictability where I had things in place and I was doing things. That's kind of stopped or slowed or it looks different. And now mm. my whole world looks different. So right. my momentum has slowed. I'm no longer hurried along by the momentum and the treadmill of life and, mm. and that kind of pressure. I now have to create that myself. And that's yes. a very different environment. It's a okay. very different environment to, to where your pressure comes from. And that's one of the challenges people are now dealing with. It's less about how do I cope and just find some air to what do I do? Where do I start? Right. What is the landscape looking like? Right. So what you're saying is, is that um, there's different, like there's different types of pressure depending on the environment. So that's interesting. Pressure being, I'm in overwhelm. There's pressure that's as in uncertainty. Are there other pressures that you see that sort of, if they're two, are there others that you kind of see? Yeah. There's an, another aspect of not knowing how to respond and the pressure comes from, if, again, it, it's a little bit of a hybrid of the uncertainty. Where mm-hmm. we previously had plans and, and routines and rituals in place, we mm-hmm. now don't have that. We can sometimes lose a sense of focus and a sense of purpose as well. Okay. People are now busy trying to cope. For many people, they're in practice, their income has been dramatically reduced. So they've had to adjust how they work, their lifestyle, they're working from home. For some, you'll have kids studying at home. It's all, it's all different, which means that I'm out of kilter. I'm out of whack. I don't have my morning routine where I get up and I'll go for my walk and I'll go get a coffee from the cafe, then I'll go park the car here or whatever it might be. I don't have that mm. to drive my day. I've got to create that. And that might be different every day because I'm no longer in control of my environment. And because of that, I now feel a sense of helplessness or powerlessness. And when that kicks in, I'm more vulnerable to negativity. In particular, I'm more vulnerable to trying to find out I ask myself questions like, when will this end? Um, how, are, how are we going to get through? Which makes me feel like uh, it's, there is no solution. I'm asking myself questions that create an anxiety. And mm. the more questions I ask myself that creates angst because I don't feel a sense of control, mm. the less likely I'm going to be focused, motivated, and centered in how I approach um, all the challenges right. that are thrown at me. So that's, that's what we're seeing now. Whilst there's always been issues of, anxiety that people have experienced it's now there are it's it's more of a different anxiety that we're seeing and i'm I'm not saying that from a therapist point of view just in terms Mm -hmm. of how people in business are now responding to being out of control 
And what what do you see as like the biggest challenge that they're having with like what what are the things you notice with feeling out of control? And then what do you what do you do? Like what types of strategies do you put in place for that? Yeah. So what's super important now, and I just actually ran a, a webinar on that to have uh, okay. rituals and routines put in place. Right. What rituals do? They are sort of like conscious habits. It okay. just tells me to do this and then to do that. And we're all seeing now rituals of, hey, wash your hands every five minutes, you know, make sure you have a distance, make sure I walk. So we're getting into little rituals. But when we were working and we're in control of our time and sort of in control of our destiny, we had rituals in place that got us through. But now those rituals have stopped. Many of them have changed and Mm. they don't drive momentum anymore. And rituals mm. are kind of like train tracks that take the train to its destination. The train has the mm. power, but the rituals keep it on track and keep it in a destination. And mm-hmm. without them, we feel off kilter. We don't feel control. Now it's essential. You actually create rituals that are going to refocus you, keep your head calm, keep yourself motivated, and not to um, let the angst levels get too high, to feel a sense of control. Ultimately, right. all these rituals are designed is to keep us active in our business and to feel, whether it be legitimately or not, a sense of control. And right. these rituals need to be housed by routines. So if you think of okay. it, the, the ritual is the thing that we do. It's, okay. it's it's the walk that I do in the morning. It's the way that I wash my hands. It's the um, way that I give myself a bit of space and breathing space before I, before I answer a call or make a call or whatever it might be. That's the little mm-hmm. thing. The routine anchors that in place. The routine says, hey, it's 10 the o'clock. Time. When yes. Okay. It can be the time. It can be the structure that I put in place. It can be the way they organize my life. It anchors it in. So we actually okay. need to deliberately create rituals and routines so that we get ourselves back into momentum and feel a sense of control. I love that, Michael, because... I think, um, you know, at the moment, I, we've probably come out of like, we're what, six weeks in six or eight weeks, weeks yeah. in, Nelly, and, and like at first is just so much confusion of like, I, I remember even feeling a sense of almost disconnection. Like I was like, I, this feels like we're in a time where I feel like I'm in a movie or I feel like this is like there's that first feeling, a, a d- complete disorientation of this can't be happening. This, like, which is the whole, you know, denial and and all that sort of thing coming through. If you go through Kubler Ross's mm-hmm, change, yeah. but then, then so the when you start to see a sense of control, control is when okay, I'm starting to get a little bit of uh, like there's still uncertainty. There's still not necessarily clarity. So, um, I'm guessing would I be right in asking? I'm guessing there's some people who naturally look for ways to start to get some control so for those people who who you would define as more resilient do they look for ways to get that control quicker than others like the others that struggle with that control the ones that struggle with the resilience to bounce back or is and and is there a predetermined sort of factor or anything that can help people or that is a trigger that gets people to get more control? So I'll, I'll answer two parts of that question. Is there any yeah. predetermined trigger and what, what can we do to maintain control? Mm. I think the first part is to recognise that, and I'll make a quick distinction here around resilient people. 
there's always the question, okay. are we born with it? Can we develop it? And the answer yeah. is both. Some people are more naturally okay. able to handle setbacks, challenges, pressures. That's just kind of predisposition. You look back to our parents and our grandparents' generations, the stuff they had to deal with just to survive, um, right. they're just naturally resilient people. They're just tough people. Yes. Now, so you can yeah. say, yeah, it's just ingrained. But it's also a skill to learn as well. The difference okay. now between what I would call resilience being robust, which means I can take stuff, I can hand, I'm tough, and resilience right. being pressure-proof is where when you're robust, you can take it, you can handle it, but you're not necessarily getting any better. You're not necessarily improving, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily adapting. You're coping. Yes, okay. You might be coping at a cost. It may, may, it may cost you your health, your well-being, your energy or something, but you're coping, but you aren't necessarily getting smarter, faster, better in the process, you're treading water, mm. which at some stage is, is yeah. better than not doing that. What mm. we want to be aiming for now is to let pressure be our friend, not our foe. Think of it more as a handshake rather than an arm wrestle, that pressure is something I want to actually bring in and use and bring out the best version of me <clears throat> so that when I'm, I'm under pressure, I'm mm-hmm. thinking clearly, I'm calm, I'm, I'm recovering quickly, and I'm best version of me. So to do okay. that, I can't be thinking cope. I've got to be thinking thrive. So right. my reaction to pressure needs to be a little bit more conscious and a bit yes. more strategic. Okay. So let me now take that into the second part of the question to say, so what can people be doing consciously, whether they yeah. are born naturally resilient or not, yeah. what can they do to gain more control? One of the important things <coughs> is in terms of regaining control, pardon me, is to regain control is to create a destiny worth chasing, to create right. a destiny worth chasing. In other words, what's going to get me out of bed in the morning? What's going to light me up that I go, yeah, I want to do that, I want to chase that? Yeah. Right. Those people that wait for that to come to them, and if I use the example now, oh, I'm just waiting for the government to make the next regulation to ease restrictions so that I can do this and life can go back to normal. We're all doing that, but if that's all we're doing, then I'm actually more of a passenger than a driver. I'm mm. waiting for someone to fix it for me. So I don't feel okay. a great sense of control. My anxiety is higher. Right. What we need to be doing is putting ourselves in the driver's seat to go, yeah, yeah, I'd like that to happen, but it's kind of out of my control. So I'm just going to wait for that to happen. In the meantime, <clears throat> I'm going to start creating some inroads. I'm going to start putting some plans down. I'm going to start creating a destiny that gets me excited with the understanding that what I create today may need to change tomorrow, that the landscape right. that I'm walking on now, I'm walking on sand and sand's going to change every couple of minutes and okay. you've got to be okay with that. Those that like certainty, and we all do, but those that are attached mm. to certainty are going to struggle with these uncertain times. So the pressure-proof part of you, those that are driving the practice, the business, the mindset now needs to be I've got to create destination worth chasing that gets me up and I'm going for something in, in the meantime, whilst waiting for things to get better, super important. It's that old right. saying, you know, pray for water, but start walking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, which is like this destiny. Can you repeat that? It's a destiny worth working. A destination, for, a, yeah, a destination. destination worth chasing. Worth chasing. Yeah. We, and what's... Um, so would you call that it's kind of your purpose or is it different? It's whatever 
lights you up. So if we're gonna okay. if we're gonna look at that in terms of two levels, me on a personal level, um, I'm yeah. thinking, what do I want to achieve today? What do I want to achieve in my yeah. world? So it's a sense of personal drive. And if your if your goal is I just want to get through, then you don't have yeah. a destination worth chasing. You're just existing. If it's about yeah. from a business level, my business, and I'll, let's make a hypothetical example. Let's say that, you know, a business has has dropped fifty percent of its cash flow, yeah. and they're thinking, how on earth am I going to get through? What am I going to do? Why is this happening? I need to start having less of those helpless type of thoughts, helpless mm-hmm. types of questions, which only reinforces that I'm a bit powerless here to go. Yes. Okay. If anything was possible, if I could create another revenue stream right now, what might that look like? How can I do that quickly and test that quickly? Okay. And the way we do that is you want to stay light. And okay. in, in, in one of these principles of resilience, it's about your relationship with failure, your ability right. to play with failure and to be light with it, not get angry when it gets wrong, not to put yourself down, beat yourself up, make yourself bad and attach all this meaning to it, what failure means and all that sort of stuff, not to do that. Just go, right. I'm going to try a bunch of stuff. Some of it's going to fail and I'm mm-hmm. going to be okay. You know, I'm not going to actually make it mean anything. I'm not going to make it mean that I can't do this. <clears throat> I just know that some stuff I'm going to try won't work and that's all I'm going to make okay. it mean. And that requires a discipline of thinking. So yes. if you're going to, as a business owner, going to survive this, you just have to close your eyes and hope. But if you're going to thrive in the situation, <laughs> you're going to thrive, you're going to go, where are my opportunities? The mindset shift has to be a playful relationship and a kind relationship with failure. And, right. and I'll, I'll throw it, I'll, I'll pause because I've got one more thing I want to say about that, but the, the, I'll, let, me, let me top and tail that where yeah. your relationship with failure is going to determine the strength of your resilience or your pressure proof in these tough times. Yes. So that's, that's what I, I think you, I want you to understand. I want people to understand how yes. you, the words you say to yourself, not the ones you express out loud, the ones that you say to yourself that, that you take to heart, that's yes. going to determine whether you bounce back fast or whether you just plateau and hope and cope and get through. Okay. So really okay. mindful of that self talk at the moment and you know that inner critic and those types of those types of things yeah yeah absolutely so it's super important okay that's michael this is so powerful so generous of you to share um your insights um and is there anything in particular because you've shared so much is there anything in particular or patterns that you've noticed um i mean you've done a lot of interviews, you've done a lot of webinars, you've done, you have been in demand. Is there anything in particular that you have noticed during this time in COVID compared to other times that have been unique? You talked about the type of pressure, mm-hmm. the uncertainty, but in terms of how people are responding um, or even something just that is unique perhaps that, that maybe you haven't seen before or is particular to this period, is there anything that you've noticed that has been insightful or helpful or you know, uh, uh, that's ma- has made you curious? And, it, and it's not a new concept, this one, but it's one that's actually playing a lot more prevalently and, it's, and simply because we're looking for things to go right. It's, it's having small wins. It's celebrating little things. Uh. This whole concept of of having um, gratitude each day, it's not new. Now, we've all quoted the Dalai Lama and stuff, but we've heard it before. But now, more than ever, 
it's so poignant and it's so mm. powerful when mm. we feel that I'm number one out of control, I have uncertainty and things aren't going with the negativity as well. When I've got those three factors happening, mm-hmm. my ability to sit in my space and go, hey, one, two, three, four, five fingers, they work. That's cool. <laughs> All right, good. Five, they work. All right, I took a breath in, I took a breath out. Good. If I've got the ability to do that and just sit in gratitude more often in these times, what that does is it puts you into a different mindset. It puts you into a mindset of not panic and anger and negativity. It's Mm. a mindset of just being centered, which means this, that when I'm faced with a challenge, I'm actually a little more emotionally detached. I don't, and I don't mean kind of like flatline, but I'm not emotionally reactive. I'm actually able to think clearly and solve problems faster yes. because my mind is centered. And that is super important that right. I'm allowing myself to sit that way and gratitude allows people to do that. Now, again, it's not right. new, but the practice of it now is even more powerful because of what it helps us to do as business owners to make good, clear decisions in times mm. where we may otherwise be reactive, uh, emotional, or just mm. negative in our decisions. And that will drive what we do or don't do, what we do or don't put forward, what initiatives we put forward, or, or whether we just kind of sit back and you know wait for the job keeper to kick in and see what happens. Right. I, it's so true. I love that, Michael, because I noticed that I think initially when all this happened, because um, we were supposed to get married uh, last weekend and uh, and so that's all, all been put back a year. Right? And absolutely, like I noticed that uh, just for myself that that was where we, at home, that's where we went first. We said, well, you know, I remember when this first happened and somebody commented on my Facebook page, it was a, a, someone I was connected to and they said, oh, you know, I'm so disappointed that I can't believe they're going to close the gyms. And I said, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I said, aren't we grateful that, we, that we're not sick and I'm grateful I'm not sick and, well, I don't know that I'm not sick. I don't think I'm sick but I'm not no. seeing sick family in hospital. I haven't, you know, um, and uh, people had said to me, oh, you must be devastated that the wedding is off, and I said, oh, look, I'm really grateful that I'm okay, that we're well, all yeah. our guests that were due to come, that um, they got their money back, they're well, like as long as no one's sick and, you know, I'm not worried about it. We'll worry about it later, I'm, you know. So it, I, I agree with you and, and I, I, it's a really interesting insight, which you, uh, by the way, um, in Michael's book, he does a whole chapter. I think it's actually probably the even one of the biggest chapters in the book, is, which is around yeah. centeredness, which I absolutely love because um, uh, I noticed that for my yeah, look at that. It's nearly <laughs> it's nearly a whole third of your book, which I love. Yeah, someone got control. carried away. I think <laughs> with that it's, particular chapter. <laughs> but it's so true. Is uh, is just the power of gratitude and just taking mm. the time to think. Okay, because. I don't know about you, but when when this hit, because to hit during this time, and if you're a business owner, the first thing you're trying to do is you're trying to talk to yourself and say, okay, you've got to think creatively here. And and you can't think creatively if you're in a lack and a scarcity and a fear mindset. So my thinking was, well, I mean, I I suppose I use gratitude a lot every day. I'm still, I still write three things every day that I'm grateful for. I've just done that for years. But even I was so much more mindful of that 
at the moment. And it was more so, and I think because of just having done it for years, but secondly was to go, well, it forces you into abundance and it forces you into creativity and because it allows you, like you said, to lighten. Mm. And you go, okay, we're okay. We have a roof over our heads. Um, we have got sunshine. We've got food. We've got the basics. You know, we've got the, we've got the things mm. that we need. And um, now I can start to think, uh, particularly in our world as experts and leaders, is attention out. If I've got to be attention out, then I have to know that I'm psychologically safe and okay, I'm imagining. Is that right? So, Absolutely. Um, and, and you hit the nail on the head in terms of the word lighten, that I know okay. I make good decisions and sharp decisions when I'm, when I'm light and when I'm excited about a project, when I'm really okay. involved and I'm thinking about things in a positive momentum kind of way. When I'm okay. nervous and when I'm fearful and coming from a position of lack, I'm mm. thinking more self-preservation and protective. You'll see this, if you're working in a larger organisation, you'll see this in now in particular around what their planning process is. Are we now, is now the, the next month or two about bunkering down and let's just cut costs and just get through, which is important mm. to do. That's mm. the robust, I will cope and get through. Yes. Or we're thinking, what's my brand going to look like in a couple of months' time? Where do I want my business to be? When this starts yeah. to, to wear, do I still want to be positioned in the same way? Do I still want to have the same perception? So I need to make sure my activity now, yes, is self-preservating, but it also is going to carry me through to where I want to go. So the yes. pressure proof thinks a bit lighter. Yeah, I've got to have that, but I want okay. that too. So that lightness allows me to think beyond just survival, okay. which is so important if you're going to thrive in your business in this tough time. And when I say thrive, it doesn't mean you're going to make a whole bunch of income because, you know, you, you're incredibly, you found this. It just means that the way you're going to handle this and carry yourself through will position mm -hmm. yourself in the best possible place when things do start to improve. And you're going to maximize your opportunities now rather than just throw your hands in the air. So the lightness is, is key. And if I can okay. add one thing to that, I know what I was thinking about yeah. it earlier on, I said one more thing. Okay, is that you, your, your ability in this process to respond to things like a challenge, like a game, okay. is actually going to be pretty crucial to the way the lightness and the thinking you take through. Kind of like the way if you're into sports, if you play basketball or soccer or whatever it might be, you okay. get in there like it's life or death. But the reality is it's a game. At the end of the day, you shake hands, you go, yeah, mate, good game. That was fun. We'll do it again next yeah. week. But you approach it like a, like a game, like it's fun, because I want to win this. Um, right. Those of you that are into board games, um, and I know we're, 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 we've been a big board game family, and uh, okay. we, uh, the, the, the board game Settlers of Catan, uh, some of the listeners may know that one, brilliant board right. game, very strategic, okay. but you're constantly having to change your approach based on what right. the next person is doing, which means okay. if you approach life with the thinking of, well, I've just got to gamify this all, but gamify is the wrong word. Be light, light. and what, use it like a okay. challenge. It yes. puts me in the right mindset to make the best opportunity here. Uh, Michael, this is so good. I love everything you're saying and, uh, and I can't wait to get this out. So just to recap on some of the big key things, so much, so much gold. So um, uh, first one, you know, be light, but how you can be light is certainly to uh, the foundation of that is 
um, gratitude to be able to, you know, know you're okay. Um, you talked about um, routine, rituals and routines. So ritual yes. being what is the task or what is the activity and the routine is what's the cadence or the, the timing of that. Um, so to give you a greater sense of, of um, uh, control over those things because when you've got control, you create sp- um, pieces of or parts of yourself that create certainty. Yep. So you're starting to create some level of certainty which gives um, uh, the ability to start to go, okay, now I can think creatively and now I can start to create my future as opposed to I love what you said around the being the difference between being robust and just being able to take the hits versus um, getting creative and th- you talked about robust versus and, and thriving. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, and the pressure proofing, um, and actually going. Okay, it's not just about now uh, being able to get through today and tomorrow, but to start to work out what that possibly could look like in the next twelve months, two to three years away. Um, uh, I love all that. And you, uh, so for those who haven't listened, haven't caught Michael before, um, I'm a huge fan of Michael's work. We don't get to catch up very often, but I've no, always I really admired. No, so but it's been wonderful to stay connected. Um, Michael, for those who want to um, connect, if they want to learn more about your work, I can highly recommend your book, of course. Thank um, you. But um, if people want to reach out to you, they may want you to come and work with their team teams um if it's in organizations or if they want to connect with you access books um programs things you've got where are they best to go your best place is just straight to the webinar uh, sorry, okay to the website rather straight to the website oh, yes. which has all the details on the landing page uh, the okay. website is bouncebackfast.com yep. Yep. Uh, .com.au will also work, but bouncebackfast.com. What you'll find there is white papers that I've written. Uh, You'll find the online pressure-proof program as well, which is a series of video tutorials that anchors all the stuff that got in the book. It anchors that with how you put this in place and what you should do. Uh, And there's also a series of webinars that I'm running as well, which you'll find from there. Um, It has its own website, which is onlineresilienceseminars.com, but you'll find everything from bouncebackfast.com. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. pleasure. Um, And um, we look forward to reconnecting on the other side of whatever this world looks like. Like, uh, but you know, I just really want to encourage you to say, keep doing great work. You're doing an awesome job, and I know you're really helping a lot of people at the moment. And uh, and so um, for everyone, make sure you jump on. And your book is your book on Amazon, by the way, for those people who want to download a digital version, or can they go to your website and get a digital Best version too? straight from the website, and they'll and get the, okay. the actual physical book from there. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right. So jump on, make sure you connect with Michael, reach out to him and say hi and say you heard heard him um, speak or you saw him on the show. He'd love to connect with you. And um, I wish each and every one of you uh, as much pressure proofing as I possibly can (laughs) during this time and to not just to survive this time, but to thrive um, for this time and beyond. So thank you again, Michael. It's great to have you. Hopefully we'll see you again very soon and to celebrate some of the successes that people have had through this time. Uh, Always a pleasure, Jane. Thank you so much for having me on the show.